Hey guys, before we start, I have a little announcement to make. There's a link to a survey in the show notes of this episode. I request you to please fill the survey and it will not take more than 10 minutes. The results will help me understand what kind of content you guys like and I'll make sure to improve that in season 2. Again, links to the survey is in the show notes below. Thank you and let's continue with the episode. Hello and welcome to Elements of Design, a podcast where I interview design leaders, mentors, influencers, and evangelists, and talk to them about their design journey, how to be a better designer, and the future of design in India. I'm your host, Manav Madan, a UX designer based out of New Delhi, India. My guest today is Nitish Khagwal. Nitish is a full-stack product designer at Webcool. He's a creator of libraries like Micron JS and Vivid JS. He's also the creator of a plugin called CoolU and a product called UXM. He's a three times Invision Studio smasher. He loves to make pixel dance and he is a founder of Webcool Design Community. In this episode, he talks about the importance of having a mentor and why side projects are important in a designer's career and growth. So let's welcome Nitish to the show. So Nitish, uh, welcome to Layers of Design. Yeah, thank you for inviting me here and I really appreciate your effort for inviting yeah thank thanks for accepting the invitation because you were the first guest of this podcast and i have i've been doing i am doing this for the very first time so thanks to you uh, so my my first question uh, to you nitesh is what does three times vision studio basher actually mean what is that um like you know what uh, there was a tool called invision studio it yeah. was quite new so i just watched a bit of tutorials on youtube mm-hmm. and it fascinated me a bit and i thought let's explore this tool out so okay. i tried eventually creating one interaction every other week mm-hmm. and there is a team behind invision studio like mm-hmm. we have got amazing charles pedersen we have got pablo stanley we have mm-hmm. got steven fabre so mm-hmm. um, what the people do every other week they just pick one design and they uh, tweet it as like this one is the best Okay. Uh, for the for this week so okay, okay. basically and they call that stuff uh, smasher of the week so okay. i have got three picks out of five maybe uh, so that that's that that's is, are are they on are they on dribble are they available on dribble yeah each and every shot is available on the dribble you can just go and check that that goes so, so, like a self promotion here so just send me <laughs> send me over the links and we'll put it in the show notes you have created libraries like vivid js and micron js right and you are also a designer you also do interaction design you also do, do illustration work uh, so are you a design unicorn because it surely feels like that um you can probably say that but you know what i personally love doing interactions and product design much and illustration is like a hobby but i'm not very good at it but mm-hmm. i love to do it so that's the okay. stuff okay. as far as the unicorn word is considered um like i do a lot of things but i never uh, tend to be a unicorn i rather okay. prefer to have a specialization over one thing and you know then mm-hmm. trying and iterating over it again and again to excel so i never try to be a unicorn and i will not say i'm a unicorn too but yeah i have a lot of uh, weapons in my quiver <laughs> <laughs> so you know one of the things that i also used to face when i was starting design was when you get into design especially ux design there are several branches uh, of user experience design like information architecture in, in 
product design then you have your interaction design then you have content strategy you know many many like that and so, it is always recommended that you should always specialize in one you must have heard of the chris dos t model where he says you go one inch wide and one mile deep so specialize in one thing but have a set of tools to work with yeah exactly i mean at what point do you realize that you know this is something that you have to go with or this is a skill that you have to select and go a mile deep with yeah uh, i mean you know what i work on set of product design projects mm-hmm. and a product design is much like of a versatile role you have a set of things like you need to keep an eye on the illustrations you need to keep an eye on the iconography you need to keep mm-hmm. an eye on even sometimes the code structures if mm-hmm. you are using libraries like lotty or something relevant mm-hmm. so uh, basically what i do is i try to stick with the basics like what exactly is the code what is needed like on the top of every other thing and mm-hmm. apart from that then i just look forward like if there is some other assets which are required and mm-hmm. if i'm capable enough of learning them and then excelling and you know making things to the professional level so i just try to do them like by myself and if i think like i'm not able to do that stuff mm-hmm. that's not my zone then mm-hmm. i just look forward for something else to do it Okay. and probably the best example of this thing will be like i use invision studio for the interactions but you know what still you cannot give like those interactions to your developer because you need some file format like we have lotty so i just ask one fellow at my place to create the similar interaction in after effects and he just do that because i am not very good at after effects i know the tool but you know what i'm not proficient about it Mm-hmm. so that's how i just do it like if i'm able if i can do it with like full proficiency so i'll go by myself i learn mm-hmm. uh, i will learn like that asset and i will try to deliver it out like if i think um it will take a long while and it has a long learning curve then i just ask some other fellow who is good at that particular stuff uh, mm-hmm. as compared the most overrated thing which i find these days is design is critical actually it is not design is easy <laughs> okay like every every other person is saying design is so critical you need to be like you need to think about this stuff you need to think about that you need to talk about cognitive biases you need to talk about heuristics actually it's not like that if uh, all those things can lead to a better design then there is no meaning of the testing and all those iteration processes so okay. i think the this thing is particularly quite overrated and you know what all the freshers or the designers who are just starting out it is becoming very hectic for those because the people think okay i need to learn every other thing which is out there mm-hmm. so i think this thing is like very much overrated and it shouldn't be there like design is easy i always try to make look design easy like mm-hmm. you can just make some header some footer and write some text in between it's a design it will work mm-hmm. how it will how it will exactly work that's the question which arises later and that's what we call a process of iteration and we get perfection later so that's the thing and the second thing uh, like uh, which you have asked ki the most underrated exactly thing. the most underrated thing about design mm, the designer itself the designers themselves are the most underrated thing i think okay well, well, what what makes you say that actually <laughs> that's an interesting thing there are, there are there are like a lot of reasons because okay. uh, i've seen this industry from like 
last seven to eight years. Mm-hmm. I've worked with world-class engineers. I have worked with world-class sales executives, mm-hmm. but not world-class designers. What could be the reason? Mm-hmm. What could be the reason? Because I hardly find a few people who are actually very much excelled about the design skill. Okay. So uh, even when we come to the corporate world, even still, I need to get people convinced that design do play a role. So a lot of time people just think, okay, let's do this stuff and put it somewhere and let's get the MVP out. And even they don't care about most of the time about the design. Like that's how I have perceived the world. I'm not saying in general at every other place that thing would have been happening. But for me, I have just observed that. And I think like designers need more attention. Okay. However, it's quite contradictory. Maybe uh, like people will say a designer must have more convincing power to uh, tell the stakeholders and the developers that this thing should be like in the, into the consideration. For example, if there's a drop shadow on some um, card, mm. how somebody can convince like it's needed, <laughs> mm-hmm, but yeah. eventually it gets ignored. Okay. So I think a designer need to have, you know, some sort of more attentive uh, behavior. Like we should listen to them. What I think, like what I've observed in like previous years. Okay. Uh, you so said design is actually not critical. Design is easy. Yeah. Right. Design is easy. Yeah. Design is easy. But uh, a lot of people, uh, everyone says that you need to learn a lot of things to create a design, right? You need to be aware of cognitive biases. You need to be aware of these certain UX laws, right? And this is what so, is actually happening on the, the, the Instagram design community. So ultimately you get a lot of information overwhelm as you go through this content. So how can you make something easy when there's a lot of information out there, which is easily accessible to you. The thing is like what I've seen, uh, even I'll come on some other aspect as well uh, for this question. Okay. Like uh, there's a lot of content and there is a lot of non-relevant content. For mm-hmm. example, if I'm a product designer, I need to learn about the heuristics, but if there is some sort of illustration artist, why he need to learn about the heuristics. <laughs> But still what's happening, like there's a lot of stuff. There are a lot of motivation stuff. Like you should learn these things. You should learn mm-hmm. that thing. And what, what's actually happening end of the day, like it's a person who is putting out something for some reason. And there mm-hmm. are people who lack the knowledge at the core. And they mm-hmm. think like this is something like which is needed. I should go and learn. Mm-hmm. So it is totally up to a person, like how he perceived to the things. Like if okay. there's a fellow who's quite new in the design, he need he definitely need to get a mentor or he definitely need to go for a formal education. Mm-hmm. If there is a person, if somebody says like, I, I just come from a known dev, sorry, known design background and I come from a dev background and now I want to be a designer. So trust me, if you are just going to follow those Instagram posts, it's not going to help. Of course, you need to get some mentor. You need to get someone who can actually teach you over the stuff. Like what's exactly needed for a stuff. There are people who says like a lot of time, like I want to be a UX designer and I often ask them like, what will be your role? Like what, what do you love the most? Then he says, like I create, I like creating interfaces. If you like creating interfaces, why you want to be a UX designer? You need to be a UI designer end of the day. There are a lot of fresh designers with whom I have a talk ask like why you want to get into design. Then they say, I want to get into design because I'm very good. I'm very good at sketching. Because I have a creative visualization. If you have a creative visualization, why you want to get into UI UX? You should look out for the positions as art director. 
right so people need to understand like what exactly each and every other role really means like even th- there are hardly i've seen a people who can just differentiate what's the difference between ux research and ux design okay and now what will happen eventually if you just uh, you are just building your uh, skill set on user research however you want to be a ux designer so i hope it will be like uh, you are you are just collecting a lot of information and you are just putting it into the shell and you are not you are not going to you know uh, utilize it at any point of the time mm-hmm. so for sure any other person who is just starting into design he definitely need to understand like what he exactly want to do and according to that he should prepare some sort of a road map like these are the skill sets which are needed and i need to learn them and then he need to follow some people under the same niche hmm. so that's my take on this stuff uh, according to what you have said uh, it feels like there is a lack of design awareness so what is important first is is design awareness important or design education important i think i think both are important and mm-hmm. even if uh, if you just see um, in india particularly in india in last 5 years design have just popped up mm-hmm. like people are now really care about like okay Uh, we need designers before 5 years it was hardly a factor people were like okay a developer is going to do that by himself mm. right and if there was if there would have been few designers the ratio would have been like 30 to 1 like people mm. used to have 30 developers and one designer but now fairly you will see like a 10 to 1 is the ratio at this particular stage right mm. so for sure uh, design education is something which needs to be there at very good standards which i mm. hardly find anywhere is quite contradictory to say but uh, i have already been to a set of universities and colleges and what i have seen the people are teaching the tools mm. they are not teaching the design okay i can learn a tool on some uh, online youtube channels but what exactly i need to learn is like what are the design principles like how exactly industrial design works so obviously design education needs some sort of a uplift uh, for sure and as far as design awareness is considered it is needed because people okay. need to learn like how exactly design work in the practical world rather than using pen tool on the blank canvas yeah so you also mentioned that uh, every uh, one should also have a mentor but a mentor is very hard to find especially a good one and what i believe what i feel is that uh it's as difficult to find a good mentor as it is to find a good designer so when there are not too many good designers then there are not too many design mentors true uh the thing is uh you necessarily don't need a mentor from your local town even the remote will work okay. like i just ask a lot of questions uh, to miriam isak and mm. she obviously replies every other time so she is mm. mentoring me like over set of the things i even messaged a lot of people Mm-hmm. um but there are few like who turns back and they turns back like really well they'll okay. answer you like even your silly questions okay. so it's not about uh, finding in your local community community okay. particularly it's about you can just find them like on youtube there are people on youtube uh, you can just go you can tweet them and you, you can just connect with them and they'll be like happy to assist you back mm-hmm. because it's always a give and take it's not mm-hmm. like they are not getting any benefit out of it for sure they're also getting benefit out of it so uh, it's not like this you just need to connect with the people in the local town only maybe i just think like if i see some awesome design on dribble and i'm not able to figure it out like how i can make it and if it is relevant if i'll just 
uh, go to the person's profile. Either maybe I'll be able to connect with him on Twitter or maybe Instagram or maybe LinkedIn. And then I can just ask questions. So mm -hmm. for sure you can find a mentor. They are, they are always there around you. What makes a good mentor and then what makes a good student? I think what makes a good student, first I'll just share my thoughts on that. Like if I just say something to somebody, they should just listen to me. Mm -hmm. They should just try it. And once they try it, they should come back to me. But what in general happens, there are people, they get motivated by some speeches and mm -hmm. then they ask some questions. Then they do some stuff for two days and after third day, they just go blank. Mm -hmm. So for a good student or if I'm mentoring someone, what I expect out of them is like if I've said something, just give it a try. I could be wrong, but just give it a try. Try creating something out of it. And if you think like whatever I have said, it's not working for you. You should just share it back with me. And for sure, we'll be able to figure out something better. And mm -hmm. as far as being a good mentor is considered, uh, you need to understand what needed to be feeded at what point of time. You don't need to give everything at one day. You just need to answer like what they people are asking. Like there is one girl from um, Albania and she has been like continuously asking me questions on Instagram. Like, every other day and what she asked like she asked things like what should be the uh, tab bar size what should be the icon size on ios what should be the uh, size of icons on android what is the difference between android and ios pattern so that's how it works if one day i'll just sit and tell her everything go to material design and see every other stuff it may haunt her so i think you just need to feed the information what they people are looking for because everybody has their own learning curve and they are trying their best to learn and mm. we shouldn't, you know, put so much pressure on them. Like you need to learn heuristics. You'll need to learn UX bias. You need to learn like uh, XD. You need to learn Figma. You need to learn interaction design. That's not the way. Like just yeah. answer them like what exactly they are looking out for. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't that make them lazy? I mean, if you, if you ask little questions like, you know, what should be the size of a tab bar, which are already... But the thing is like, they are already trying it out now. Mm. But what if I just say, okay, let's design a full fledged app. That's an assignment. I hope that gets more boring. Like mm. it eventually happened with me in the college days. Like they gave me like a logo design. You need to design a logo for that form and do a packaging thing. I mm. hardly had some interest. I just did that thing for just for the sake of, you know, just, just getting the project away. Okay. It's mm. done. What are the three qualities that are deal breaker? I mean, you have to have them in order to be a designer like first you, yeah sure i should answer to this you should have you should have the ability to take the criticism okay. and you need to know like how to uh, you know you need, you should have the, you should have the ability to differentiate between the criticism and even uh, taking the feedbacks and you should be able to distinguish like what's the difference between bad feedback and constructive feedback Hmm. And you need to be like charged and motivated about that thing. Like if somebody is putting a feedback, you need to know like what kind of a feedback he, she is putting. If somebody is saying like that design is not working. So I really don't give it that because maybe according to them, it's not working, but for okay. me, it's working. And second thing is like, if somebody says that design is not working because your sky blue is not visible on yellow, that makes a sense. And then I'll just go for some contrast check ratios. Mm -hmm. Right. So I just take uh, like, this is the very first thing. Like you should take uh, the criticism. You should listen to the people. Second thing is like, you should observe a lot, like whatever kind of a designer you are, even if you are an illustrator, even if you are a UI designer, you are a product guy, you mm -hmm. should observe a lot. Maybe you can mm -hmm. observe at Instagram, 
maybe you can observe at dribble maybe you can look out at the hands like you should just see the work of the people who are quite relevant and they are successful in your field and for sure there are always a few who are already like well established and they are doing phenomenal job so mm-hmm. you should go and learn from their skill set observe them like how they are doing and the third one which i'll say is you need to make it rather than reading a lot you shouldn't read a lot because you need time to draw for example if i read 8 hours every other day how many hours i can actually draw something or make something so my preference will be you should practice more you should mm-hmm. uh, do more with your mouse rather than just scrolling and scrolling and reading gigs of the data collecting it for no reason you may sound uh, quite studious you may sound like curious and like i'm a person who knows all those uh, things maybe maybe for sure uh, we we can definitely say he'll be like master of uh, he'll be like jack of all trades but master of none because he's reading out every other thing but he's not practicing any of the things so mm-hmm. you, know, you should at least choose something which is very much relevant to you and you should go like 20% of reading and 80% of doing so okay. that's my take on this stuff so how, how does one identify uh, the difference between uh, the correct information and the incorrect information because for yeah, a new I mean, person that I mean, anything that you will tell me is correct to me unless I put my effort into it. Just an example: if I just see some of the posts, mm-hmm. and just let's talk about cognitive bias only, and okay. there is something like cognitive bias, and mm-hmm. I just scrolled and came to know about a few stuff like bandwagon effect, anchoring, mm-hmm. and priming, mm-hmm. and something is written over there. Okay. So either it will fascinate me, either it will not fascinate me. If it mm-hmm. didn't fascinate me, it's hardly matters but if mm. it did fascinate me what i will do is i will make some notes and for sure i will go further on internet and i will look forward to it mm-hmm. and that's how you get your information validated okay so whatever has been written over there and once i google and read a blog around it for sure i'll just validate it like whatever has been written over there like it's good or it's like whatever but what how i take about instagram stuff is like there is a lot of uh, micro copies that there are a lot of words there are a lot of glossary and terms that i already don't know but i just came to know like okay this thing is also there in design so i just make a note if i'm interested and then i just go for a deep research out of it like mm-hmm. the term i'm saying right now cognitive bias i eventually uh, seen some post on instagram itself and then i got a kick feel like this is something which uh, needs some attention and trust me like i'm reading a lot about cognitive bias like there are 200 cognitive biases and i'm reading a lot about them mm-hmm. and it really helps like in ux design process okay. so that's my way like how i do it okay now i have some uh, rapid fire questions for you uh, just don't give a thought just whatever comes to your mind first okay ready okay dribble ready. or behance dribble favorite typeface uh montserrat apple or android apple obviously <laughs> favorite emoji um uh, that slight smile one sorry the slight smile yeah okay tea or coffee uh tea favorite app there are like uh, plenty but one. um favorite app one it's hard to choose man it's hard to choose oh, man. No, <laughs> snapchat no, no, no. maybe snapchat snapchat snapchat, snapchat. Uh, code pen yeah. or js fiddle code pen okay cool so uh, okay so nitish uh, tell me about your design journey how did you end up becoming a designer um 
like it eventually happened like like it happens with every other designer in the world like mm-hmm. i borrowed a compact disc from my friend it had photoshop i installed mm-hmm. it played around a bit then eventually we went to some trip we came back and i used to photoshop some photographs mm-hmm. so that was the thing like i i thought like this thing is good i, I think it was fascinating more more like a fascinating and later in 2010 i created some poster for my school mm-hmm. uh, some sort of poster for some event for my school i exactly mm-hmm. don't remember what exactly it was but it made me some click like what if i just get paid out of it mm-hmm. so that was the first thought then in uh, when i came in 12th class i thought like i should go and learn photoshop fully like i need to learn this tool like so that i can be more professional and not for the sake of any money not for the sake of anything else just for the sake of like I like it. I want to do more out of it. And I looked out for uh, learning the Photoshop, but eventually there was no one from whom I can actually learn the Photoshop. There were actually few photographers, but that wasn't my choice. I, I didn't prefer them. I don't know why I didn't prefer them, mm-hmm. but I thought, okay, uh, let's find some professional, but uh, I belong to Merit. So I just tried my best to get someone who can teach me Photoshop. So I didn't find anyone there. Then there was a fellow and I met him and thought that he knows Photoshop and he will teach me. But he eventually mm-hmm. said, "Ki nee nee, I, I can teach you JavaScript and PHP." So mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, ठीक है, कुछ नहीं से कुछ सही है." So I just said, "Okay, let's go for mm-hmm. PHP." So I learned PHP in 2011, and that was the perfect decision I have ever made. At that point of time, I came to know like how exactly this website stuff works, how exactly internet works, and that. and at the same year i have just passed out so i thought like let's get into this because i loved photoshop already i do like sketching i do like you know the creative stuff so i thought okay let's get into it then i had full time graduation in design and even after six, six even just after six months i started as a intern i started a internship with noc in the noida itself mm-hmm. then for some six months I didn't work anywhere, and then I went to a full-time work at a place in the night shift for one year, and after that, I came at Webcool, and now it's like six years. Okay, so you know when you started design six years or uh, eight eight some eight years ago, and versus today, what what how have you seen design evolve? In the very early days, it was it was much about putting the things on the place like you you need a button but now if you need a button there are a lot of things that you need to care about like what mm-hmm. will be the performance stuff are you meeting the contrast ratio is the button ghost or is the button rounded mm-hmm. so design is now more peculiar design mm-hmm. is more about it's just not about the taste even it's about the diversity and more about the disciplines and the verticals so it now design needs to be like more of uh, it's like more of a engaging tool maybe for the people because uh, if you will just go to laid back nokia or the simians they used to have like no design at all but at this stage like design is like i think design is something that's why the people are buying out the android phones maybe mm-hmm. that's the reason why people are buying the iphones mm-hmm. and like design is the primary asset like which you need or which you see or get fascinated i'm just not talking about the digital design i'm talking about even the industrial or the product design itself mm-hmm. so design has truly evolved and now it has to do uh, a lot as compared to like what it did 6 years back okay 
uh, you were learning photoshop and then you found someone who you thought could be your mentor but he told you that he knows coding rather than you know he could teach you to how to code rather than design i mean how was that decision for you at that point of time like um it was like okay i don't have a choice <laughs> the thing was like i didn't has a choice i thought okay let's learn this stuff because it was like a long vacation after 12th exam in india you know okay. like we have a vacation for around 3 4 months they give mm-hmm. you a full time like plan your career whatever you want to do you can just sit and relax and think so i thought okay i'll be just you know it was just like one or two hours class i just mm-hmm. need to go and then so i thought okay, okay it will be of some use okay let's try learning it and mm-hmm. as far as like i was quite depressed like i was not able to find anybody who can teach me photoshop and trust me that's the reason why i go for a lot of mentorship sessions these days mm-hmm. because even in when i was in my college days i there's a difference between a work and a smart work i always wanted to do the smart work but i was not able to find what's the way to do the smart work mm-hmm. i was doing the hard work but not the smart work and mm-hmm. the true reason behind is because i was not able to find the people who act, who were actually in the industry who can actually teach me like this is the stuff which you should work upon like i was creating some nonsense website designs which had no grid systems which and they were not responsive they were like just another thing so obviously you need a some you need a some person like who is already doing it you know maybe not a mentor maybe a friend like who is already doing it and well established and know how exactly things work so that was like quite hard breaking obviously at that time like i was not able to find anybody and even mm-hmm. not at that time even like for 2 3 years unless mm-hmm. i didn't know about the youtube community and i had internet in my hand mm-hmm. so since you've created like a lot of uh, side projects also right what is what is the role of a side project in a designer's journey and career it has a big role actually the thing is like <clears throat> if you want to develop a skill you surely need to work around it and unless you don't go professionally you don't know how exactly uh, that skill needs to be evolved and what needs to be the level of the evolution of that skill so for mm-hmm. example if i talk about cool you it is uh, if you will just go to the github and check its source code laid back in 2017 uh, i'm not sure whether it was 2017 or 2016 if you just go you will see it was just a normal html file that is it so my take was i wanted to learn framer so framer mm-hmm. is core js and react so mm-hmm. i just like interaction design really fascinated me from like very early time i mm-hmm. always wanted to do interactions mm-hmm. so uh, i was like more into framer ki i want to learn javascript because i want to learn framer so i started eventually learning javascript so i wanted to do something with the javascript but at my current role i am a product designer i need to do things with the photoshop or sketch more rather than with the code so how i will be mm-hmm. able to learn it there is no other way so i thought okay let's try creating something so there was one of my product called uvdesk it was a help desk system for enterprises mm-hmm. so i created a gradient swatch for that product and coolio is exactly the same swatch i just put it on the like github and i mm-hmm. shared its link on some uh, designer news site and maybe hn i have shared and mm-hmm. i have just mailed a set of people to like this is something what i have created just see and tell me like does it has any value so all right nitesh uh, that was all and thank you uh, for inviting me to thank you for listening to this episode of elements of design links to everything mentioned in the episode will be available in the show notes below to listen to our previous episode search for elements of design in your favorite podcast app and make sure you hit subscribe if you like the episode or the podcast 
please give us a five star review on apple podcast or any podcast app that you are listening to it will help the show gets discovered and it would mean a world to me if you have any feedback suggestion or if you just want to say hi please reach out to me on instagram at ux and more that's ux and more one word and with that i'll take a leave hope to see you in the next episode and remember work hard and be nice to people think with